The Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. I want a man who worships me, who looks up my dress when I'm feeling all stressed and my hair is a mess, who holds my bag when I go to pee, who tries to undo my bra when I'm reading him poetry, you know, to get inside of me. A man who says, no, Amy, don't eat that. No, Amy, it's full of fat. But I keep on reaching and he keeps on teaching me over and over A man who finds my keys when I am on my knees, hyperventilating, about to plunge onto the knife, calmly placing them next to me. A man who gets irony. He can dance, this man, and how. He will take my hand and wow, we will land in the here and now, caught by butterflies, the zipping plane, the little sparrow, the jewelled rain, the funny old couple on the train. (sighs) We will build castles in the sand and just watch them wash away. No backup file, no press save, just moments lost in the spray. And I will lie on his chest like a raft, my bed, the ocean, the mast, his shaft. And I'll ride those wild seas till the crest of the wave crumbles and we tumble, tangled in seaweed, we'll laugh and lie like shells on the wet bed. A heartbeat underneath my head, the throb of a million years. Hands that built the pyramids and eyes that hold the tears of all the weary soldiers who saw the blood of their peers. Because then I can be the breasts of all the lovers left behind. All the milk and silk and skin of all the past combined because I want to be a woman. I want to be a girl. I am tired of this armour I wear to face the world. I just want to pick mitts out of my lover's hair and drink from the lagoon to beep in the sun till the day is done and lay beneath the moon. I want a man who worships me, who looks up my dress when I'm feeling all stressed and my hair is a mess, you know, who holds my bag when I go to pee who tries to undo my bra when I'm reading him poetry, you know, to get inside of me. You're on Community Radio 3CR. This is the Spoken Word program, and I am Santo Katsati, dreaming of her dream lover there. We heard Amy Badosian, my guest on the program today. Now, please don't phone in if you think you might potentially be... Amy's Dream Lover, that was just a poem. It is art, it is fiction, it has no relation to reality at all. 3CR is not a speed dating service, maybe speed reading, given how fast we sometimes read on the Spoken Word program. Anyhow, Amy Bedosian, come on down and welcome to the program. Hello, Santo. Good to be here with you. Well, Amy, I'm going to contradict what I just said a moment ago and ask, are you really looking for a dream lover and is writing poetry like this a way of finding one? Um, I would have to say that I, I suppose, like most people, I'm looking for some kind of um, 
solace and peace and that might be in the form of a dude or it might not be. And um, I think that poetry is more, well, it's a bit of a chicken and egg scenario, really, because um, if I got that dream lover, I dare say I might not write <laughs> at all because I might be relatively content. Yeah, um, sublimation, isn't it? I've often thought that myself. I've never quite known, yeah, which comes first. Um, well, be that as it may, I must re-emphasise to our listeners, 3CR is not an on-air dating service, so please do not phone in if you want to hook up with Amy and be her dude. If you're really... Oh, <laughs> well, if you're really desperate, you might find both of us lurking in the side alley of 3CR here in Fitzroy in about half an hour's time. But in the meantime, let's hear... Another poem from you, Amy. You, you, you. I pace the buzzing hours with tiny particles of flesh which fall like snow from my fingernails upon my evening dress that hides my secret stress, the dazzling evening dress I bought for you, you, you. Yes, my scalp yields so much pleasure as I pass these desperate hours as do things like TV and ice cream and David Letterman and elongated showers, warm dissolving showers to wash away the grime residing in my mind, dirty obsessive corners I thought I'd left behind my thoughts of you, you, you for I am new, new, new like a dew dappled baby fresh from the sea, glittering and wise like the Dalai Lama, I am divinity, <laughs> those quirks Quirky tendencies were snuffed out with my ascent from the well of beer, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And and cutting out coffee and all those ridiculous tears and talking incessantly about my fears with strangers on buses. The world, my confessional. I mean, nobody loves us, but, you know, not everyone's a professional and wants to discuss this. Some people have appointments to make and business to take care of and sick mothers and blind brothers and really aren't aware of me at all. So I got myself some appointments to dot the desperate days with meaning and purpose and possibly a raise. Diary dates divide the distance between me and the shadow of doom that looms like the grim reaper and this ticking inside my womb that sounds like a bomb in my belly as I await the dreaded boom. And it's all over. I roll over and kiss my youth goodbye. Stare mortality in the eye and I wonder why. In dark hours, in lonely showers, <clears throat> I pick flowers. He loves me, he loves me not. My newfound power crumbles. My steely resolve melts and mumbles the mantra, you you, you. Amy Bedossian, today's guest on 3CR Spoken Word. That poem was rather obsessive. Is that who you are? Well, I wouldn't say it's who I am, but I say it's a very large part of my character. You mean your alias, the poet, or you mean you, the character of you, the person? Golly gosh, Santo. Jesus Didn't you realise that it's possible to actually be those two different things? <laughs> no, I think that I am the poet and the poet is me. I can't divide the two. I'm a you, very organic poet. Organic and authentic and right. sincere. Are you sincere? Yeah, when I'm not feeling um, threatened. And um, gen generally I'm sincere. 
Well, uh, in all sincerity, how did you get into writing poetry in the first place? It never really like there's not a con- there's not really a definitive moment. I think like I've always commented on things I see around me, and I'm I've always been like highly expressive, and I've always I've always used colourful words and loved words, and I have a natural disposition to expressing myself poetically. So that's just um, in the way you talk to people and the way you uh, relate to people around you. Right. You'd do that. And then it just um, sort of overflows into your poetic persona. I'd have to say I've, I've seen you perform at venues and the really remarkable thing about watching you perform is that the person that I might have been speaking to at the bar then walks onto a stage uh, and performs and seems to be the same person that I was talking to at the bar. Not everybody does that. I know I don't do that. Um, do you have any other artistic pursuits uh, apart from what we've just uh, labelled rather formally as poetry? Um, heaps. I'm a singer and comedian and cabaret <clears throat> performer. I just did a comedy festival show. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and what, what other, like, uh, venues and festivals and things have you been those things in? Um, I did the Fringe Festival this year with an absurd cabaret show called Duda Sketch Comedy. And um, I did I did the Fringe last year. I've done Shakespeare for schools and heaps of comedy and cabaret nights. And I used to be a jazz singer in a band. And wow, that stuff. that is like uh, seriously versatile. I'm just going back a few phrases there. I did hear the word absurd. Are you um, attracted to the absurd? Yes, life is infinitely absurd. Couldn't, Humans are completely ridiculous. Couldn't agree more. Right. <laughs> Just couldn't agree more. Well, anyway, look, let's return to your obsession. You have a piece there called Deep Fried Love. Yes. He stepped out of the deep frying vat, all oiled up and glistening. It was early days, but he got down on his knees and he offered me a ring. He said, I love you, baby. You're the prettiest girl around. Let's run away together. We'll ditch this one-horse town. Fat was dripping from his face. He looked an oily treat. Everything tastes good deep fried, he said, even yesterday's meat. He looked like yesterday, and he smelt like everything I shouldn't be doing. But I closed my eyes, and I took a bite, and I prepared myself to be spewing. But... He tasted all right. He tasted like chips and fish meat and sweet treats and I licked my lips. And I soon forgot the terrible lies, the evenings of heartache where I lay there and cried. I ate him all up. And when I was done, I had no more room for the sky, for the sun, for the trees, for the wind to blow through my hair, full to the brim with him I didn't care about anything. All I did was bury myself in the fat where I hid. For far too long I swam in the deep fryer, burning and bubbling in oily desire.
You're on 3CR. This is the Spoken Word Program, being relaxed and presented to you today by Santo Katsati. Now, uh, back to our live studio mm-hmm. guest, Amy Bodosian. Oh, yeah, and those noises were um, <clears throat> me doing some vocal exercises because I've lost my voice because I've had one of the most harrowing months of my life. And it's a great thing, really, because they they're, they're uh, it's whining. It's called uh, I think it's yes, yeah, so, you know, why it's sirening and whining. So, killing two birds with one stone. There, kids. And now I'm going to do another poem, uh, which is a that wasn't a very good segue because this is a beautiful, whimsical poem about my childhood called I Remember. Spray flecked summers, dripping cream, eyes like lanterns. Gleeful screams, sandy feet, ice-cold cans, smells of sunscreen, glistening tans. In the car, leathery scent, fish and chips and 50 cents. Bright blue tongues, pinching arms, parents fooled by brothers' charms. Setting sun, drive away, cool winds closing up the day. Mozzies, breezes, backyard games, skates and dolls with funny names, soft green carpet, the sound of plates, clinking cutlery, staying up late until nine o'clock with Johnny Young, dancing like I'm 21. Fat Cat says it's time for bed, sated tummy, empty head, crisp sheets, Soap scent lingers, wriggling toes and wriggling fingers burrow down in clean linen, rest up for a new beginning. Soft pillow, mother's kiss, safe as toast in buttered bliss. See, she's not just obsessed with the pursuit of love, that's Amy Bodosian, reminiscing about the past here on 3CR Spoken Word. Well, while I've got you not in the mood for love... Let's have another one, not about love. Now you've got some kind of self-reflexive piece there about the artist. (sighs) Did you get that, Santo? I can dress up my cell, make hell pretty. I'm an artist. Like a mortician, I can make the dead look pleasant, presentable. I'm an artist. My prison has designs of flowers on the walls, lace in my brain, frills on my pain. I'm an artist. Red polka dot dress hides my distress, flounces, bounces round curves and collarbones as I wander alone a world away on buses. Buying tickets, I almost have to shout across canyons. People, like miniature dolls, taunt me with their shopping bags and destinations. And I could tap the world, you know, and the set would cave in. I could scream at you all. It's only paper thin. Don't you see? It's paper thin. We're all going to die. Nobody wins. I'm an artist and I cry and cry and cry. 
The dolls cannot cry, well not in public. I'm an artist and I can see the blue sky and document why I feel deceased. And I'll paint the colour of sadness for you, I'll bottle the sunlight for you, frame the rain, describe pain for you. This maddening red that stabs at me, I can make the blind man see, emancipate you, for I will never be free. But that's okay, I can make my prison cell pretty, flowers on the walls, frills in my eyes. I can make hell comfortable. I'm an artist. That was The Artist by today's guest on 3CR Spoken Word, Amy Bodossian. Well, Amy, how would you describe your writing style? Um, jeepers. Um, how would you describe my writing style, Santo? Honest, absurd, very intoned. How about that? Um, intoned. Yes. Expand. Expand. The use of the voice and the use of intonation and speech rhythms to express your emotions about your surroundings. Right. Would okay. you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would just then that helped me. I guess I would describe it as being um, really like organic, you know, really, that's it. And like uh, just it just comes from a deep, deep place of truth and self-expression. Well, there you go. I answered the question for you and then you answered it. Just as well. No, better, better. It was very organic. There very is no organic. better or worse. Yes, that's, but it was authentic and it was organic. Uh, as a recent arrival in Melbourne from Adelaide, could you tell us what strikes you as the differences between the two cities? And you don't have to talk about art or poetry or philosophy. You can talk about the most mundane things you wish. Oh, cool. Um, like there's more graffiti here. Like good. No. Is that uh, good? <laughs> hey. Is that good? Um, oh, you know, it's a reflection of, I guess, like this culture here that's more kind of like edgy and, you know, this whatever. Yeah. But uh, um, like geographically, I don't find it as um, inspiring because in Adelaide you've got like, well, I mean, it's just that everything's so close in Adelaide. So you've got the sea and the hills really within very close proximity to the city. And that I really appreciate that then it's a smaller country. It's more of a big country town, Adelaide, so there's a stronger sense of community. But then there's less to do. But then there's, um, yeah, anyway, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on because there's a lot of differences. But, um, yeah, Melbourne, I've come here because of the more opportunities artistically. You know what? I can't think of anything further to ask you, so I'm going to do something I've never done on this program before. Is there something you'd like to ask me? Oh, jeepers creepers. Um, I'd like to ask you, um, what is... Uh, tell me a dream about your father. No, not, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what is your greatest... What is your greatest love, part one, and what is your greatest fear, part two? <sighs> I think the answer to part one and part two is the same. <gasps> well, my greatest love and my greatest fear seems to be rejection. <gasps> Ta-da! How about that? Profound! Wow. Um, could you finish off with uh, 
one of your spectacular performance pieces? I, yes. A happy ending it will be. The Virgin and the Whore. I am jealous. Oh, do I do it in the American accent or not? I don't know. Should I? I am jealous of your drum because you bang it like a girl. I am jealous of your mom because you say she's your whole world. I am jealous of your surfboard. I am jealous of your mates. I am jealous when you go to the bathroom to masturbate. I am jealous of your sister because she's such a beepin' hottie. I am jealous of your gator because of its curvaceous body. I am jealous of your wife because I am just the mistress. And although I get a new dress, I am living in distress because you only touch me in the dark. You never take me to functions. You take her to everything. She goes to all your luncheons and your dinners and your meetings and you show her off with pride. I will never be the mother. I will never be the bride. I will never wear white and walk down the aisle. I will never have a mortgage. I will never have a child. I will never have the kids and I will never have the car. All I get is lousy lingerie, a stupid satin bra. Well, I am jealous of your mistress because I am just the wife. I might have some kind of power, but I haven't got a life because I'm cooking, cleaning, ironing, washing, hanging out the socks. He works late. I masturbate all day and dream of other... They call me mum, the Hoover hum, sucking up crumbs from off the floor. The shopping sags and hedging bags, I'm wearing rags. I'm like the whore who gets the dress and not the stress and not the lines upon her face. Whoever wins, well, I guess it's him that he ain't even in the race because he's getting his cake and eating it too, relaxing in the sun. Well, we fight each other like cats and dogs, but he's a lowdown, good for nothing one. The vocal dynamism of Amy Bodossian, who is one of the spirited performers, on the Melbourne grassroots poetry scene. That was The Virgin and the Whore. Many, many thanks for being my guest on the program today. As a special memento to our guests, we offer a choice of the 3CR spoken word wooden spoon, the 3CR spoken word mega kitsch tea towel, or the 3CR spoken word roll of embroidered toilet paper, which is a true delight on those sensitive regions. So what'll it be? Uh, um, well, the tea towel would come in handy to wear as a shroud when I'm begging. But I think I'll go the wooden spoon because I'm a masochist, you see. And um, yeah, and it's think, wood. Uh, it's wood, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, wood. And um, I'm superstitious as well, so I can, I can touch it whenever I say something. Stroke it. Superstitious about All that sort of stuff. Good. Yeah. 3CR Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial and web-streamed on www.3cr.org.au. Until next time, this is Santo Cazzati signing off and shutting down. Mm-hmm.